a Lifetime original podcast. You better be so lucky we're recording this on Zoom because if we were in person, I'd be laying a big old smooch on your face right now. <laughs> I'd go, Mwah. But there would be no one there to witness and clap. And that's okay. And that's what makes it okay. I love a Lifetime movie. Pour it on my body, get out of the room, and leave me alone. Why is everybody an architect in a Lifetime movie, and yet I've never come across an architect in real life? These jobs are not real! You know what we could actually say, Naomi, is I am a no. Can you imagine having, like, the clam chowder in a bread bowl and then trying to hook up? It's not happening. <laughs> All the teams here know how to bake and decorate. If we're gonna win, it's because our idea is the best. It has to be special, something that really captures what Christmas is all about. So I wanna know, what does Christmas mean to you? Christmas means coming together with the people who care about you. My favorite part of Christmas is the gifts. Not getting them, but giving them. <laughs> you know, showing people you care. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, the grinchiest bitch in the land, Naomi Ekparikin, and I am here with Mrs. Claus herself, Megan Gailey. Hello, boys and girls. Um, no. <laughs> Hi, Naomi. Megan, now... Christmas is just a few days away. I know. And we haven't seen each other in two weeks. And I have really missed you. Wow. I've really, really missed you. I was like shot out of bed, excited to record. Shot out of bed after (laughs) I woke up at 630, hung out with Conrad, then went back to bed. So it was the second (laughs) time that I got out of bed that I shot. The first time I rolled out, uh, upset. (laughs) Second time, shot out. So I've really missed you. Wait, what happens when, so the first time, is it like, wait, when are you able to go back to bed the second time? I didn't realize we could go back to bed with kids. What's happening? Well, a lot of people don't. (laughs) I'm doing my own thing. I get up with him, and I bet by the time this episode comes out, this will no longer be the routine, but I get up with him when he wakes up in the morning, Mm -hmm. and, well, he hangs out in the bed with us for a little bit, and then he wants to, you know, get his diaper changed and roll around and put things in his mouth. And so him and I hang out for about two hours, and then I put him down for his nap, and then I try and take a little nap. Depending okay. depending on the schedule of the day. So wait, he takes a nap two hours after waking up? Is he depressed? Yes. Like me? No, I mean, and the thing is, he's been asleep now for two and a half hours. <laughs> so he did, he was awake for two hours, and then he said, I gotta lay down for two and a half hours. Wow. They just get themselves, you know, they are so busy, but mm-hmm. they're babies. So they tire themselves out, and we finally hung up the stuff in his room, and I think he's feeling calm. What do you mean hung up the stuff? We had not hung anything since we moved. Oh, you mean just like decorations? Oh, I thought there was like yeah, something yeah, yeah. that was supposed to, when you said he's calm, I no. was like, did you put something that was some sort of no. a... And we also had to lower the crib so we can't climb out of it. Aha. Uh-huh. There yeah. we go. That's crucial. And uh, someone told me this weekend that there's such a thing that's like a lid. <laughs> you can put like a lid on the crib. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, that's a step too far. That's a step too far. <laughs> Oh and my I God! Make the kid feel like he's being buried alive. Jesus. I, I well, I think it's mesh. You know, I think Still. they can breathe. <laughs> I hear that and I go, "You could never do that." But it's like I, I'm sure there's a point where you get to it and you go, "Yeah, put a lid on it. <laughs> put a lid on it." <laughs> so, Megan, I think we've talked about this before, but now we're getting closer to it. What is your Christmas plan again? You're going to have your parents and then also CJ's parents. 
And yeah. everyone is just coming and showering love on Conrad. I mean, is he going to have, what, 50 presents? Is it going to be like that kind of thing? Yeah. Like, I know I need to get him stuff, but it's like, what do I need to get him? You don't need to get him anything. You keep him alive. What do you mean need to get him? I don't think I do need to get him anything. So, yeah, he's coming. And I made a baby. I made a baby book for CJ. Like, I'm, like I put together a, a photo album. And then, I, and then I was like, well, my parents are going to be here and Helen's going to be here. So then I ordered both of them a photo book too. <laughs> so I ordered, so I made one and then paid for three. And I go, well, this really was not what I intended to do. So everybody's getting a damn baby book. Oh, well, that's sweet though. And now it's mm-hmm. like one and done. Everyone's been taken care of. What do you want for Christmas? You strike me as an adult who keeps a list. I don't really have a list. Right now, I am currently wearing a brand new pair of Uggs. <laughs> In the year of 2022. You guys have got to see the look on Megan's face. The wideness of her eyes when she said that. The utter delight. I gotta show you this color. Like, it. can I get this leg up here? Wow, they're bright red. You guys, they're bright red. They're bright red Uggs. And they're, they almost have like an orange. They almost look like hunting. Like they're, if Carhartt <laughs> partnered with Uggs, that's like what I got. I know, I... Don't you think we reach a certain age where it's just like, yeah, if there's anything I want, I just buy it for myself. Yeah, for the most part. What do you want? I don't want it. I mean, I just think I'm not a big, like, presence person, but it's also like, you know me is one of the main things I do bother you about is asking you what I should get people because I'm not good at presents. So I don't really understand. Like, I don't, like, I would say I know you well, but I don't know, like, if someone was like, what is her favorite color? What is her favorite food? Like, I wouldn't know that. Mm. And I feel like I don't know that kind of stuff about adult friends. Like, I'm like, you're my friend, but I couldn't say, like, what your favorite movie was. So I don't think of people, and I don't have this natural correlation to, like, what are the items they enjoy? Yeah. But I think, like, you know, you know what people have a passion for. You have a passion for just, like, looking cute and being fancy. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I, I also think, like, I think a default, too, is to go, oh, okay, I'll get on Etsy. I'll find something somebody <laughs> likes. And I got to tell you, having ordered a lot of, like, things for Conrad in, in this last time, like, you know, like, a sign that says Conrad that has mm. an elephant and a monkey. <laughs> the people making stuff on Etsy, they're they're one craft away from losing their mind. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling, a woman made a sign for us and she goes, this will be the last sign I ever make. What? I had a breakdown. I had a breakdown. Do you still want me to make it? And you're like, um, if you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> If there's not going to be blood on it. Oh, my God. Well, quite honestly, crafting and being close to a breakdown does segue nicely into our motion picture today. And and it's not a crazy one. <laughs> it's it's not- just a holiday film. <laughs> it is just a holiday fun time. Weird. So, so sweet. So holiday. The title is A Sugar and Spice Holiday. Now, you guys, mm-hmm. this one is from 2020, so you can watch this on Lifetime Movie Club. All right. So don't pretend like you don't have access. You can see this throwback film. And this movie, okay, it, it just, it ticks all the boxes. Susie, a rising young architect, ding, ding, ding. Check. Returns to her small hometown in Maine, ding, ding, ding. Check. For the holidays. While trying to juggle work and time with the family. Check, check. Susie is guilted into following in her late grandmother's footsteps. Check. And entering the local gingerbread house competition. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Teaming up with old high school friend Billy, Susie must find the right recipe to win the competition and her true love. Oh, Come on. It's got it all. Lady architect, small town, a deceased 
caregiver? High school friend. High school. Turned f- hello. Love? Hello. I loved this movie. You did, didn't you? I know. Yeah. Megan just kept writing in her notes. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to get into it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm going to tell you, I was immediately taken by the fact that we started with an Asian family. Yeah. I said, wait a minute, are we getting many Asian families? I feel like the last time we had an Asian protagonist, it was that movie where she was a nurse, the Filipina nurse. Right. And that was a thriller and all the white people were trying to kill her. So (laughs) that's basically ripped from the headlines. You know, like, are we giving Asian people their happiness? Exactly. Are we giving Asian aspiration? Absolutely. This is what we do, honey. We open on a little girl named Susie making a gingerbread house with her grandma. And she and grandma both have glasses. They are both so cute. And immediately the little girl starts talking about the ginger house being structurally sound. I messed up the icing on the roof line. And I'm not sure if the house is structurally sound enough to handle the gumdrop chimney. I knew right then. I knew right then. I go, she's going to grow up to be an architect. And 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 then, and almost honestly, I took a sigh of relief. Because I go, great. I'm with an architect. There's a gingerbread house. I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I just felt like... Because ever since you said it, it's like, why is everybody an architect in a Lifetime movie? And yet I've never come across an architect in real life. And I have been thinking a lot about this. And I think it may be one of those jobs where it's like, it does exist. I don't think any of us know a lot of people that do it. Like, Naomi, we're women of the world. I don't know an architect. And I know people that have a lot of different kinds of jobs, as you do. But, like, they do exist. And it does seem like something... May, and maybe this is because we don't know a lot of them, that it's like, the plans are due. <laughs> like, it's like, some, it need, like, there, it's, it, it can't, the, you can't, everyone can't be an ER surgeon right. in a holiday right, film right, 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 right. because they would be off at the hospital. But an architect, it's like, we, we gotta get the plans but in. See, don't get me started, okay? Because that's one of my other big pet peeves, too. We'll get to that because that's obviously a big part of this, okay? Is deadlines, holiday deadlines. And there's something I hate more. But it's just funny because also, like, the thing about an architect is like like any job, right? What, what we are shown in a Lifetime movie version of the architect is not what a lot of architects do, right? Unless you have your own architecture firm. For the most part, if you work in an architecture firm, you like maybe design in one column at a whole house. Do you know what I mean? Like they break it all down into these little bits and pieces. But whenever someone's an architect in Lifetime, they are literally responsible for an entire building. And it's like, yeah. you're 25 and you said you didn't even get the promotion. So it's like, how do you have all this responsibility? Yeah. You know, you know what I think could be a job that could be woven into this? I'm going to go along and say TV writer because I have been mm. out on script oh, yeah. multiple holidays. Megan, I received an audition, a self-tape Mm-mm. that was due the Monday after Thanksgiving. I received Mm-mm. it on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. What? And was told to have it in on Monday. So did they think you were going to do some sort of family casting? Huh? Like, I was like, right, have like, have grandma running the film? 
Jamie yeah. being like, okay, you're going to man the phone. Who's going to be my reader? It's like, what are these people thinking? That's what they do. They never stop. They can't stop, won't stop. Have you ever had your mom be a reader for you? Absolutely not. Oh, boy. It, oof. My You've mom. Done that. <laughs> I mean, you I and Peggy are yeah. close, but my God, Megan, that's not good. No, I said, listen, my manager said I got a good shot at The Daily Show. This is years ago. And then I got to get a good shot. And I was at home. The doorbell rings 75 times. <laughs> I'm like, mom, what is, who, who is coming to the home? <laughs> who is stopping by? So I didn't get the Daily Show because m- my parents, n- you know, need every single person in the neighborhood to ding dong 75 times <laughs> in a day. Oh, my God. At one point, I was like, are birds ringing the doorbell? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, okay, we have to get back to the movie because basically, Grandma, look, we learned Susie's grandmother has come here from China. She is an immigrant. She is a hard worker. She had joined the, like, local baking group, and it was part of mm-hmm. how she learned English. She developed a friend group. It was very important. That's how she kind of became involved in her community. And also, she's such a good baker. And, you know, she's giving us the immigrant knowledge that sets the foundation for Susie's entire life. Listen to this little tidbit from Granny. I never even heard of Gingerbread House. How'd you get to be so good? Mrs. Gonville next door invited me to join her gingerbread baking class at Community Center. I was so bad. I burn everything. My cookies taste like dirty socks. Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I have fun and I make new friends. I worked hard and didn't give up. And now I am Happy Valley Gingerlicious Baking Champion. Maybe someday you can be Gingerlicious Baking Champion too. Do you think I could be? You work hard enough, you can be anything. Remember what I always say, you teach someone to fish. And they will stink. You teach someone to bake. And they will have a sweet life. Okay, a sweet life. Immigrants go, work hard, put in work, and you will be rewarded. Homegrown Americans? Ah, nah. LuLaRoe. Cut to present day, and that little girl we saw baking with her grandmother is now a hot lady architect. Uh, and so I I was the one who, I found her to be gorgeous. Oh, she's beautiful. She's stunning. Oh my She's gosh. stunning. All cheekbones, Ooh. you guys. It's insane. Yes. And Susie still loves to bake, but she's like too busy. Like she's laying down a tray of cookies and she didn't actually even make these cookies. She's at her office party, but it's during the day and it's lame. And we are going to be introduced to people throughout the film with a baked good popping up next to them. Which I like. It's a easy way to describe everyone. It's like a night through the lens of Susie as Baker, you know, and every person is a sweet treat. Naomi, what do you think you are? That's a really good question. I didn't think we were going to get to this till later. I don't have an answer yet. What about yours? Um, I think, I mean, I just, I'm probably like a red velvet cupcake that has the icing in the middle too. Okay. 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 Because like, I like a lot of icing and I'm probably red. And like, I think we're all over red velvet at Mm -hmm. this point. And that's how people (laughs) kind of feel about me. You know, they're like really into it. And then after two weeks, they go, this is too much. (laughs) But then you get to the icing part and you go, all right. I'm back. I'm back. There's something more there. That's so funny. You know, I would have said about you, Snowball. Wow. The thing that's like got the coconut on top and it's like sweet. And then like, it's funny because you said red velvet, but like pink. Like it would have been color, yeah, colorful, wow. sweet, okay. like a crunchy. I don't know. Do you like coconut as a flavor? I do. I do. Okay. just I do it. like coconut. I do like coconut and I love just like icing. Oh, do you? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Cream cheese icing. Oh, wow. Buttermilk icing. Like, 
pour it on my body. Yeah, 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 yeah. And let me lick it off. Like I'm, I like don't not in a sexual way. Pour it on my body. Get out of the room <laughs> and leave me alone. <laughs> pour it on my body. Get out of the room and leave me alone. That is the quote of the episode, and we're only ten minutes in. Megan Gailey, everybody. I think you would be like an ooey gooey. Budgie brownie. Okay, I'll take that. Thank you. I was going to say a soft chocolate chip cookie. You'd be an all-time chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for understanding. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. You know With what a I scoop mean? of ice cream. With oh, come on cream. now. You know it, sister girl. You're all a mug. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I have been red. Okay. <laughs> okay. So first we meet Susie's assistant, Alyssa, and she's described as being rum raisin. And she is giving us fun white friend vibes, all right? Mm-hmm. Because she is the one who's like, we should karaoke. This work party's lame. Why are we even here in the middle of the day? And she's like, Love Susie, her. you need to get laid. You know what I mean? Like, so Alyssa's really yeah. that kind of fun, you know? And she's been Susie's assistant for two years. And the whole time they're talking, Susie is like worried she won't get this promotion. And she's like, and we learned the boss's name is Katie. So immediately I'm like, okay, she's a mean white lady. Mm-hmm. And then cut to... <laughs> Susie bring her boss, a mean white lady who she does describe as peanut brittle, which I think is savage. It's I think if someone is peanut brittle, even though she tries, she goes sweet, but can cut you. I said, honey, absolutely. Yeah. And I like peanut brittle. I think it's delicious, Mm -mm. but I don't I wouldn't want to be. And like Katie is she's one of those white women that's like all angles. (laughs) Like it's like those really sharp shoulders. Yeah. That you're just like, how, where? Like, I even if I were to become emaciated, I still think my my bones would look soft. And she's got those <laughs> Your she bones got those would look soft. sharp. She got those sharp bones. <laughs> well, you know what? It kind of makes sense that she has sharp bones because, you know, Susie brings her in some cookies, but then office suck up Marshall brings her a vegan gift basket because of course yeah. the boss Katie is on a cleanse. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's angled. She's all cleansed. Everyone else is it's also probably why there's a daytime holiday party. Because when you're on a cleanse, you don't want any temptation. So she said, you know what? Let's not even have a party this year. I'm gonna be cleansing. This is so LA. It is this architecture firm is in LA and no one is on a cleanse and then they're just like in Detroit. <laughs> like it's like they're clearly in LA. They name check it. And who is doing a cleanse around the holidays? Thank you. I mean people people that are like that committed. I actually do know people that do this and it's like, that's crazy to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. So that is the type of Katie that this Katie is. And <laughs> and and Marshall knew this. And then Katie's also manipulative too. She's playing some mind games. Listen to this. I've secretly been telling you both that you're going to get this promotion. <laughs> but really, only one of you is going to get it. What? Oh, that's, a, that's interesting news. Here's the deal. You've both been working on plans for the Primrose Hill project. The client will pick the one she likes best, and that person will get the promotion. The plans are due on New Year's. I'm leaving tomorrow to go to my parents in Maine for Christmas. Uh, But I'm sure I'll be able to get it done and make it exactly what the client needs. Oh, I will happily dedicate every waking hour to this project since I have no life outside of this job. That's very sad, Marshall. I know. You can go now. Okay. Why? Why were you telling them both that? Why were you telling them both that? I'm going to HR. Thank you. She is the worst. And she's like, so just like, so I've been doing this thing. Uh-huh. You're welcome. So it's going to be one. It's just like, what you, and also remember, this is like right before Christmas break. Why would you play this long ass con? You could have told these people this December 1st and said, okay, yeah. it's going to be between the two of y'all. Come up with something. 
Instead, yeah. you wait until everyone's about to go on the holiday. This this whole like work over the holidays, especially to me, I'm like, babe, you're an architect. You're not an essential worker. And they're not they're not breaking ground, you know? Like no one's breaking ground on anything. And and 90% of the country, the ground's too hard in the winter. <laughs> you can't even break the ground. It's hard, it's cold. You gotta circle back in the spring. Exactly. Exactly. So and I know we're in LA, but it's like, what are are we building a new wing of the Disney concert hall? I'm sure it can wait until April 1st. <laughs> So basically, Susie's like, okay, we can do this. And Marshall's a white man. Oh, yeah. Marshall's a white man. I forget if she calls him something like a lemon meringue bar, something where it's like, you know, fake sweet and like no substance. And I was like, absolutely. Yes. So we have our stakes now. There's a promotion on the line. Marshall also does sort of like veiled racism Mm -hmm. with Susie where he's like, well, wherever you're from. And she's like, I'm from Maine. He's no, he's literally like. I didn't know you celebrated Christmas, like, wherever yes. you're people. It's like, and she's like, you mean in Maine? Okay, rude. Right. Like, him just being like, I don't know what you are. And it's just like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? To me, it was like, it was so, it, I thought it was such a funny specific. And it was just such a nice way to be like, because it is it's like classic microaggression, white dude in the office. Yeah, where are you from? No, but from, from. <laughs> That's what people will ask you, where are you from? Well, I was born in Iowa. No, but like before that. Oh, I was like, God. Um, my mom? <laughs> the Philippines, I guess. <laughs> Can we just point out something that I think is insane? This is like, I'm going to tell you right now, you guys, I'm not Team Susie. I'm not Team <gasps> Susie, the entire film. So, one of the first things that pinged me that Susie was, you know, she was like too Type much. A. Yeah. She's at work that night, working late, even though she has a flight home in the morning. She says to her assistant that she packed for her trip a week ago. Okay. And that's actually one of the most insane things I've ever heard. That's when I said, okay, she is uh, a psychopath. She is nefarious. She is wound so tight. She hasn't pooped in months. (gasps) Wow. Okay. So here is what I, I also clocked that. And it's like, I don't think anyone would do that. I could imagine two days before, a week before would be crazy. I think it's a a personality trait they're putting in this to to try and illustrate who she is entirely. I do think, so she's going from Los Angeles. And what kind of red drink is that? Hibiscus tea. That looks delicious in a squeeze bottle. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm making myself with some lemon juice. That's my morning drink. Someone's on a cleanse over here. Okay, <laughs> so she's going from L.A. in December to Maine in December. Totally different climate. Mm-hmm. So it, it is possible that she could pack her winter clothes that she does not wear in Los Angeles a week before and be ready to go. And you know Susie has a toiletries bag. Like, she's got one of those bags that has all of everything measured out. Like, if a TSA agent stops to try Susie, they picked the wrong bitch, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. like, no, this is actually 2.8 ounces. I made sure that it was under the three ounces. <laughs> and she's got, like, all of the lotions and everything. She's probably handing out wipes on the plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, is she flying first class? What I, what jogged me, I think she's only 25 in this movie. Yeah, like, she's only, like, tw- maybe 28, right? Because if they've graduated, again, it's always, like, 10 years ago, high school. Is architecture school high? Do you have to go to grad school? I think you go to architecture school, but just maybe like two, three years. So it's like a lawyer. Yeah. Like we truly don't know. Well, that's what's so funny to me too when everyone's like, I've been working my whole life for this promotion. I'm like, your whole life, meaning the last five years you've been an adult? Because they're, they're always so young. And it's like, this is my dream. And it's like, calm down. You do have time. Because I'm going to tell you this. 
we find out Susie's family business in Maine is a lobster bar. And I said, why would you ever leave? I fell off my bed. Why would you ever leave? My dream. Lobster mac and cheese every day. In Maine? You know, fresh. Fresh and delicious. Oh my gosh. And so she walks in. I love the, like, it's kind of kitschy of like, I bet there's, I bet there's like a lobster Santa. Yeah. It's got a cabin vibe. It looks like you're walking into like a cabin or almost like a hotel lobby, right? Kind of the way yes. to decorate it with like a little stage. I don't know. And they did this, they did this classic thing that happens in movies where she takes a car from the airport to her family's business. And it's like, if your daughter is flying across the country to come home, you're picking her up at the airport and she's not going to your bit. Like she's going home. She does not need to bring her <laughs> suitcase to your lobster bar. I just can't imagine. And I take a car to my parents now, but it's like, I can't imagine my mom being like, yeah, actually you need to meet us at the gym. Like, no. <laughs> Come home, mom. I'm trying to think where she goes. They both don't work. They just go to the gym now. Okay. So she walks in and her childhood high school friend, Billy Martin, and he's described as a jelly donut, messy, sweet, full of surprises. Okay. I was like, that's good. Is giving the gingerlicious kickoff speech. I thought that was you calling it gingerlicious. No. Because I was like, just like a word I made up. Because you said you said gingerlicious speech kickoff speech and i was like what about what <laughs> and then i was like okay there is a holiday gingerbread competition yes and it's called the gingerlicious there it bake -off. is i got it i got it and so we find out that the winning town so they the teams come from different towns in this valley of maine yeah it's just a tiny little idyllic little maine like it's like their town is a hamlet Okay, it's very petite. And I'm guessing like their high school plays the other right. high school that's right. the next town over and their rivals and stuff. So I, I was like, okay, this is kind of cute. So the winning town will get $15,000 and they're hoping they can use that 15K to fix the community center. Which apparently is in danger of being condemned, which really made me laugh. <laughs> where, are we, where, where are taxes going? Exactly. Okay. You don't live in a town. You telling me you just got a condemned building in like the middle of the main street? Make it make sense. What do you, it's in danger of being condemned. And also, 15K ain't enough, honey. You talk, it's one thing if you say, I want to I zhuzh up the TV room. But you're saying it's in danger of being condemned? 15K ain't going to do it. 15K is not even going to get you new carpet, okay? <laughs> it's not. We got to be honest. And also, there's rich people that, that like, summer in Maine. Mm -hmm. We need to be taxing the rich. Yeah, well, that is, if, if, if this movie thus far has taught us anything, tax the rich. <laughs> because if people have upwards of five, ten million dollar homes, coastal homes in Maine. Yeah. And they need to be paying for a community center for these folks that love the lobster bar, bar to go. And I don't even know what they do at the community center. Roll around. Get one of those. Um, <laughs> Roll around. Well, I'm thinking about children. Like, let the kids roll around. <laughs> Get one of those parachutes. You know, uh -huh. the parachute things that you throw up in the air and then everybody gets underneath it and you go, oh my God, we need to get one of those. How much do those cost? <laughs> Probably $250. Okay. <laughs> Tax the rich. Now, I do have to say that Billy is cute. And mm -hmm. he's not white, thank God. Because I'm telling he's you this, half Asian. He's half Asian. He is, I looked him up, Tony Giroux. And he is... Chinese Canadian. And everyone's okay. pretty Canadian in this. Okay, I'm gonna tell you that right now. It's real you can hear the Canadian accents. Susie's mom, Canadian. But he is, he's he's got some boyish good looks. Because I was nervous because again, it's Maine, and I was like, okay, he's gonna be some corn fit white boy. But no. 
Okay, and I will say that's one of the most fantastical things about this movie. Okay, it is a very multi culty main Hamlet. I said this is the magic of Christmas because this ain't main. Yeah. Okay, they do have um some. I think they have a pretty is it Sudanese refugees? Like there are parts of Maine that have a huge refugee population, like African refugees. But no, not the way this Hamlet looking. Okay, I said this is actually Vancouver. I can tell. Okay, but he is hot, okay? He's hot, and when he sees Susie, he's like, you gotta join us. You gotta help us make gingerbread. Yes, and they are just like, she. she's the chosen one based on how this is going. And the thing is, it's like, only because her grandma. And like, the grandma is passed. Rest in peace, I'm devastated. Mm -hmm. But the daughter of the grandma is there, the mom. Like, yeah. And the mom owns a restaurant. So it's like, wouldn't you want her on the team more than... <laughs> Susie. Oh, well, I mean, hello. Susie's also 100 pounds. So it's like, that's not who I'm picking to be on my baking team. <laughs> Never trust a skinny, gingerbreadlicious baker. Exactly. That's very true. That's true. We learn a little bit, though. So basically, Susie's like, I'm too busy. I can't really help. But then when they're kind of talking, we learn, okay, back in high school, he was the prankster. He was the good time guy. She was the perfectionist, the good girl. Of course, the person who packs a week in advance. And he stood her up before a Christmas dance. Yes. And now he he moved away. He went to Silicon Valley for eight years. He says it 27 times in the movie. <laughs> I spent eight years in Silicon Valley. I would like the producers to clip every single time he says that. <laughs> like, he says it so much that it's like, were you serving a prison sentence? Like, yeah. how do you know it was yeah, eight yeah, years? Yeah. And so he went to Silicon Valley for eight years and then his dad got sick and he had to come back to run the family toy, toy store, store. <laughs> come on what? billy billy runs the toy store <laughs> billy runs the toy store these you know, jobs are not real especially uh, like of course a, a prankster would own a toy store right and so <sighs> then billy and this is when i immediately am off team billy then billy gets everyone in the restaurant to start chanting, do it for Nema. 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 What was that? I said, I'll think about it. Okay. Nema is Susie's dead grandmother. He gets an entire room to start chanting, invoking the name of her deceased grandmother to pressure her into doing the competition. And I immediately hate him, okay? There's nothing, <gasps> I, I cannot stand when adults peer pressure other adults. No is a full wow. sentence, leave me alone. <gasps> if you are actually doing that to grown folks, it's like this is not a drug commercial from the 80s. I'm not a wow. chicken, you're a turkey. Like, stop it. Stop it. Leave people alone. She said she can't do it. You ain't talked to her ass in 10 years. Leave her alone. Wow. Now I'm wondering if I've ever tried to peer pressure you. I mean, I won't allow it. I won't allow it. Okay. Right? Like, okay. I can't really be, I can't be pushed it that way. No means no. But for him to do that, for him to literally invoke her dead grandmother's name and make an entire room of people push her, I said, get out of here. You know, Naomi, your name only has five letters in them. In it and two and two of the letters spelled no. Thank and you. I don't think that's a coincidence. Nope. Not at all. Okay. Wow. Not at all. You know what we could actually say, Naomi, is I am a no. Just do that. Wow. I don't know. Okay. So Susie's parents are classic parents. The mom is mad she's not married, but she also hates Billy. The mom <laughs> yeah. is like out on Billy, which I love. We don't usually have a like skeptical yeah. mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reality is skeptical mom is a prototype. Like we need more of that, actually. <laughs> I know. And 
Her brother is is Wayne. We get very little of him. Like yeah. he's sort of there in dash. They're hippy dippy Wayne and yes, Annie. Yes, he has white sister in law Annie, vegan blondie made with chickpeas and coconut. No, thank you. Was she white? I thought she was South Asian. Maybe I couldn't tell. I felt like everyone was brown in this town, and I said, "What magical mainland is this?" Oh, I thought she was white. But maybe she was. I don't Look, know. we just have to point out. Dad is played by T Ma, who is Asian acting royalty. Okay, they got the heavy hitters to play Susie's. Dad, I couldn't believe it. I said, well, they got him. How'd they get him? I was up and in my upper great. register. He was so very good. He yeah. didn't do a lot. He didn't do a lot, but he was good. No, but when he when he's on screen, he he makes an impact. Well, sure. Now, Naomi, can I ask something that people will probably think is inappropriate? When you saw Billy and he was hot mm-hmm. and, and half Asian, did you think of Conrad? <laughs> and and what could be to come for him? Well, look, I've already been telling you, every time Megan sends me a picture of Conrad. Number one, you guys, I do download the image immediately to my phone. So I do have pictures where it's like someone would be like, are you stalking this white woman and her child? Because there's a, literally a picture I have of Megan and Conrad like in a family. And I'm like, yeah, I just keep an eye on them. I watch them from afar. <laughs> but I said to Megan, I go, put him in the print, okay? Mm-hmm. Put him in a magazine. Get him online. The boy's a model. Conrad's a model. Because he's always smiling. His pe- face is perfectly symmetrical. The cheeks are heavenly. He looks like he's loving life. Whatever he's got, I'm like, he loves it. He could honestly sell me anything. And I do want to get him working. I don't know how to go about it. Mm-hmm. And it feels, so I'm one of those moms, his face is on the thing. There's no emojis going over the face. Right, of course, okay? exactly. The face is good, the face is out there. Am I invading his privacy? Sure. No, but he like, doesn't have privacy, he's a baby. That's what I, like, I'm like, his face is out there. People are like hiding their babies. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, cool, you got us. Like, what's the point of you showing me a picture and then you obscure half the picture? Just don't post it. Just don't post it. The thing is, that's what, Sometimes it's like a school picture and it's and so it's 90 percent face and then there's an emoji on it. And it's like, OK, so now we're just looking at a third of a shirt. Why? Get this out of here. Exactly. Show me the baby's face or get it the f- off of here. Thank you. Thank you. OK. Out of my mind. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> OK, so this is when I'm out on Billy. He walks her home and she is carrying her own suitcase. Yes. And it's not a roller. Like, it is a roller, but there's snow, so she can't roll it. So she's lugging a suitcase through town. And it's like, that's, to me, I have a crush on you one-on-one. You take whatever the... Take my purse and carry it. Right. Like, just right. take something and carry it for exactly. me. Take, carry my hair. <laughs> you know, like, if there isn't anything, like, on me, go, oh, my gosh, do you want me to carry you? Exactly. Like, if you are trying to have sex with me, you need to carry something. Absolutely. Absolutely. The second quote of the so episode. So I'm out on him then. Second quote of the episode. First quote is, pour it on me, leave me alone. <laughs> second one is, if you want me to have sex with you, you have to carry something. You do. And that's just dating 101, okay? But we get this moment here, though. And we just sort of, you know, again, there are two approaches to life, right? Of course, because it's a Christmas movie, one person has to care about home and the other person has to be career-driven. Listen to this. Your dad told me you're up for a big promotion. They're so proud of you. Well, I've been working towards it pretty much my whole life, so, yeah. Everything is going according to plan. Plans can change, though. Mine did. It's been hard. Giving up your career to move back here. I didn't give it up. I just put it on the back burner. All I'm saying is if you want to make things happen in life, you gotta go for it. I spent eight years in Silicon Valley. I did go for it. You can't just give up. 
You know, there's more to life than getting the gold star. My gold stars are what got you through high school. True. I admit, I never would have passed chemistry if it wasn't for you. Thank you. And I admit that you're way more fun as a lab partner than Daniel Zimbalist. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm gonna say, he's not wrong, she's very annoying, okay? She's, for, also, did you know she's always, she's constantly smiling. Every single line she says is delivered with a smile. And it's like, honey, this isn't voiceover. Turn it down, tone it down, wow. it's too much. I get that it's supposed to be cute, but it's too much. I'm so basic that like she's pretty, so I'm like she should get a masker. <laughs> like I'm just like she's a baby. <laughs> My brain is simple. <laughs> I mean, she's made for a Christmas movie. Don't get me wrong, but you know I'm a Grinch. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <gasps> she has this gorgeous like wide collared red coat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want it. I it's so pretty. I and know. the thing is, you can't like even when it's still winter, you can't keep wearing that. Like yeah. red is such a bold Christmas color. That like maybe that maybe she could bring it out for Valentine's Day again. Yeah, but it's like you can be wearing that December and then Valentine's Day. So that's a real statement piece that's not going to get you. Then you need to have kind of a parka. Okay, just thoughts I have. Susie's mom hates Billy because she says since he's been back in town, he's been like the player of this town. She basically mm -hmm. alludes to the fact mm -hmm. that he's been having mm -hmm. sex with everyone. Says he's all noodle, <laughs> no broth. But then I was like, the noodles the hardiest part. You know what I mean? But I guess the broth is where the depth is? I don't know. I said to be all noodles pretty good. But I understand mom's point. Mom's not having it. No. And and it's like, she, you know, you know, people are coming into the lobster bar crying over <laughs> Billy. <laughs> right. And she's like, here's some clam chowder. I bet where he has his drinks. Do you know what I mean? I bet he's like, let's yeah, make a drink in the lobster up. bar. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Mom's God. seen it all. Mom's seeing all of it. But can you imagine having like clam chowder in a bread bowl and then trying to hook up? It's not happening. <laughs> It's not happening. So, yeah, drinks there. And then hopefully there's a sushi place in town. <laughs> Susie ends up staying in her grandmother's old room because dad turned her bedroom into his man cave, which I think is so Love funny. Yep. And grandma does have a framed pic of Keanu Reeves on her dresser. And we love that. He's part Chinese. I know. you. Okay, I was gonna, you wrote that in all caps with an exclamation point. Did you not know that? No. Did you not know Keanu was an Asian man? I didn't. I did it and it makes sense. So now I look at Keanu and I go, Conrad. Yeah. Like everywhere, everywhere I'm looking. Yeah. But also I, I I almost said I have a famous joke. It's like not famous and I'm not famous. <laughs> <laughs> but I, because Rob Schneider is half Filipino. Oh, and so when okay, people are like, yes. he's going to be hot. I'm like, okay, but like, <laughs> is he? So Susie can't sleep while in the night. So she goes downstairs and she's having this dream about her grandmother. And right before her grandma is about to tell her the secret ingredient, she wakes up. So, and this kind of happens throughout. It's like grandma, it's, it's interesting because like, Megan did describe it. It's a dream slash flashback. And what it almost like is a like vision. a vision. Yeah, it's like a vision, like a dream she can communicate with. Basically, her vision of her grandmother comes to her and she tries to talk to her. Yeah. Because it's like, is she a ghost? Is right. she, it's, it, the lines are blurred. But were you happy to see that grandma wasn't gone? Because I know you love an old yes. lady. And so in the beginning. I was thrilled. Okay. So you're like, thank God there's more grandma. Yes. And and I honestly think that's probably why they did this. Because right. it's just like, she's really, she's the broth. Yeah. And we got to have 
we got to have the noodles and the broth and the grandma's the broth. And so she's there and she's giving really good advice too. And then at times there's also like a picture of her that winks. Like yeah, the I know, that's comes amazing. alive yeah, the and I'm like, on. great. We love it. We love it. It's and the magic of for that actress to get more work. Exactly. Give her the whole movie. Absolutely. So this little moment with her grandmother inspires Susie to do the gingerlicious competition. She says, I'm mm-hmm. in, I'm in. So she shows up. And this is the thing. Are they at the existing community center? Because it doesn't look condemned to me. She meets Billy somewhere, and he's putting up signs because, of course, he's sponsoring a toy drive where, like, for every toy you give, the toy store is going to match it and give more. So it's like, oh, of course, of course. Billy's a good person. No, and see, I this, like, made me annoyed with him because now that I know that he's, like, the town player, I'm like, he's doing the toy drive just to try and have sex. What are you talking about? Why would he need a toy drive to have sex? Because moms are, like, bringing, you know, single moms, maybe even some married moms, maybe some (laughs) divorced moms, maybe some people that aren't even moms are like, oh, okay, I'm going to bring some toys down to the toy drive. And they they meet Billy there. It's like a way for him to meet women. (laughs) That's what I think he's doing. That's what I think he's doing. Wow. Wow. It's a ploy. It's a ploy to get in ladies' pants. And I don't think it comes from a good place. Wow. Megan, that is savage. I mean, I'm a Grinch, but you really came in here. You know in every Christmas movie, someone has to be doing something for the community. Okay? This one is a community center and a toy drive. This just shows you he's a good guy. He owns the toy store. Why doesn't he just give out free toys? He's trying to make give out even more. And he's trying to make them give out more more than the toys, is what I'm saying. Oh, my God. I'm pivoting. I'm pivoting. Okay. Susie and Billy, they go into what I think is the current community center, which looks fine to me, but I can't keep up. And she meets the baking crew, everyone that Billy's got together. One of them is her high school bully, a former homecoming queen named Caitlin, who she describes as a vanilla cupcake, who owns the town bakery. And then a man named Stavros, a bear claw, who works at the diner and is a classically trained pastry chef. At which point yes. I feel like Susie's the dead weight. You tell them yes. you got somebody who own a bakery and a classically trained pastry chef and then just a girl who knows architecture. I said, nobody needed her. We didn't need to start that chant for Susie. We did not need this. Nobody needed her except for, I think Billy had her do this so he can have sex with her. Well, sure. He wants to be close. Absolutely. Okay. So are you seeing the theme of the movie here? <laughs> Billy needs to have sex. <laughs> Now, this is the point at which for me, you know, because Caitlin was a woman of color as well, where I said the most fantastical thing about this movie is how multiculti this main town is. Even the bullies aren't white. Even the bullies aren't (laughs) white. And then what I love too is Caitlin immediately apologizes for being mean in high school. And she's like, I had a dairy intolerance. And I just thought that was wonderful. I almost felt like that could be healing. Like, I would love it if somebody who was terrible in high school just came up and out the gate was like, yeah, sorry, I sucked. Yeah. That would be very, very healing to me. I would be I would forgive them immediately. I messaged someone years ago, probably at least 10, 12 years ago, and was like, gosh, I'm really sorry if I was ever like mean to you in high school. I I don't know. I had some guilty conscience mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And they and they immediately messaged me back and they were like, You were actually like one of the nicest to me. Oh. And it was that me that honestly was worse. So wait a minute. Because I was going to say, were you a mean girl? I know you were beloved, no. pretty in pink award and all that. I was not beloved. <laughs> I was not beloved. Hey, were you a bully? No, I wasn't. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. If anything, I think I was trying to, like, be a bridge. Mm-hmm, 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 but mm-hmm. you can still, you know, you're in high school. You still get swept up of in, course. like, the... Of course. 
course. This is my crew or whatever. And yeah, that nonsense. But now we learn this baking competition has real rules and the judges, like the Maguires are famous in Maine. They own some sort of confectioner shop or something. Or something. <laughs> they own what they own. No one cares. Okay. It's something, pr- it's something sweet, which is why they're judging. I was thinking like, I was thinking they own like McCormick's like, seasonings. <laughs> right. Like they own like a seasoning company. They're the Maguires, but in real life it's McCormick. See, I thought they were like the C's candies. You know, like there's like the family oh. candy company. Okay. And listen, maybe maybe they branched off and they're doing both. Honestly, now. look, it's an empire. <laughs> it's an empire, is what it is. Because it's two grandparents and two grandkids, and I go, right. I love how the the parents are like, we're not doing. Yeah, that just shit. take the kids. But what Keep we learn is they're like real <laughs> rules. They're the judges. It's three rounds over four days, which I said, honey, this is right up until the holidays. People got shit to do. This is too much. And they won't even find out the challenges until they get there. So first, it's just them kind of making a test house, just trying to see like, what can we do? What is? Where's everybody at? And then after they do that, Billy invites Susie to a Christmas concert, but she can't go. There's a Christmas concert at the town hall that we're all going to. Do you want to come? Um, I can't. I have to get some work done. Same old Suze. All work, no play. She just got a check-in text from her boss and is like, I have to work. And Billy's like, same old Susie. But then her boss totally is like, her boss is like, how's it coming? And then it's like, Marshall's almost finished. Get out of here. Thank you. It's also like, Marshall could tell you any old thing. Like, if you ask, Marshall's a suck up already. So if he was, if yeah. you go, how's it going? He'd be like, done, done, done. When he hasn't done anything. Right. You know what I mean? It's not done until it's actually on my desk, Marshall. Thank you. I hate Marshall. I just, I, I hate when people can't see through that. I know. Ugh. Okay. So then Susie kind of like gets tricked into taking her niece and nephew shopping. She doesn't get tricked. She gets begged. She does get tricked. No, Wayne is like, something's come up. Will you please take the kids? And she's like, ugh. <laughs> tricked. And it's like, take them shopping. Because she's like, typey, typey, typey. She know. gets tricked. So she takes them. And while they're out at like a Christmas tree farm. Yeah, it's like outside holiday market a Christmas vibes. market. Yeah, yeah, it's a little holiday market energy. Her boss calls and she gets distracted. She loses the kids who run into Billy. And then a snowball fight starts. Yeah. Of course, Susie and Billy almost kiss. And then the kids ruin it. Yeah. And of course, the kids know and love Billy. I mean, the man owns the toy store in town. Of course, he's every kid's favorite, right? Yeah, of course. That's who I'd be nice to. But here's my thing. Susie does not stop bringing up stuff from high school. And that's like my biggest pet peeve. And I'm like, why do you even like her? Susie is so annoying. Because she keeps bringing up how he was such a like lazy party guy. Class class. Like you weren't good in school. And like, I'm the reason you passed biology. And like, I was was like, Susie, would you let go? Well, guess what? We're both on the Gingerlicious team now. Thank you. We grown. It's also like if you held everyone to the person they were mid-puberty, none of us would have a chance. There'd be no hope. Okay? Unless, I will tell you, my one caveat is, when someone is cruel and conniving as a teenager, mm. mm-hmm. I believe they're a fundamental monster and they only get worse. Yes, I do think there's a world, too, where they could be like, listen, my parents were getting divorced back then. And you're like, God, like, you know, like, they, it, it, so yeah, it's not just maybe, I had a dairy a, intolerance. But there's also a difference between, like, teasing someone and, like, you know, bullies who are, like, have machinations and plans mm-hmm. that are, like, you know, elaborate. That, to me, is a personality type. That to me is a personality type. It's different than like, oh yeah, I was teasing other people because I was being teased or whatever. (laughs) It's like, but it's like, oh no, you like plan to ruin someone in a way that it's like, you're 14. Why do you even have these machinations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. There are really people that do hold on to these high school things, but they don't really want the high school them held on to. 
What do you mean? You wouldn't like, they'll be like, oh my God, remember? Da, 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 da. And it's like, yeah, but you were a psychopath oh. too. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, we were kids. Like everybody was uh, like, it's really, uh, last year uh, around Thanksgiving, a big group of us got together and it was so funny. Yeah, there were people that like, my one friend was like, no, I don't want them to come. <laughs> like it felt high school yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're right. 35. <laughs> like, can it become one come all? Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. Like, so and funny. and people did kind of fall back into the role of who mm, they were in yes. high school in the same way as when you go back to your parents or yes. something. You like become that person again. But that's funny because you know I've never gone back to my high. You know, it's always like that whole high school get together around Thanksgiving, and of course, home and high school were the same place. So like, I would I've never done that. I didn't like who I was as a. I, I went back to my college one time. They have, like, I did a stand-up show separate, but, like, nothing around, like, alumni stuff, basically, because, like, mm-hmm. I didn't like who I was then. I really don't. And so, like, I don't want to go back and, like, show my face. Because, like, it's, I don't have this impulse to be like, well, look what I'm doing now. It's like, nobody went to high school. They're all, they were born rich and are all hedge fund managers. Like, no one cares. That's what I was wondering. So I'm like, I'm like, like it's not, like, it doesn't matter You're famous. To you that don't think matter. they're like, that's no. cool. No, not at all. It doesn't, it doesn't really compute. So, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I Every now and then I do wonder where people's like, again, they're like, they're all, like, freakishly thin women who have two to three children and live on the Upper East Side still. <laughs> like, it's like, they're, they're all doing a thing. I have, like, no desire to go back. I don't think I could. I don't think I could prove anything to anyone from my high school, even if I wanted to. Wait, what are you talking about? You're definitely one of the most famous people from your high school. But, you know, I think it's that thing of, like, no, nah, I don't think she's that funny. <laughs> you know, like, it's like the people that know you are like, yeah, she's not good. Uh, no, she, like, are the hardest on you. Of like, course, of doing course. a show in Indianapolis stresses me out yeah. more than anything. Well, I was going to ask you, because you do do them, like, with some I frequency, do. what I is know. like? Who comes out? Do people from back in the day come out? Yeah, my, my so like people I went to high school with, friends of my parents. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, like yeah. comics in indie that I first started with, and you feel this thing of like I need to prove to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And it's like I don't, but yeah. but it's really nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, definitely. You know, I did my shows in New York. My mom came to the first one. I like cut out eight minutes of material. Because I was like, I don't even want to hear it. And then some friends from, like, back in the day, like, some people message me, which is my other thing, too. Don't tell me you're coming. I'd much rather you say nothing or on the flip side go, hey, your show is great. I don't Mm. want you telling me the day, like, the morning of or the day before that you're coming. Yeah. Okay, look, we've now gone down a rabbit hole. Megan and I are trying to self-soothe each other from high school. No, we're in therapy now. (laughs) Exactly. Let's just take a quick break, okay? And then we will come back with more... Sugar and Spice Holiday. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, we're back, and now we're at day one. And of we're the- on topic. <laughs> yeah, we're on topic. <laughs> on topic, day one of the competition. <laughs> the day one of the competition finally happened. And... Who is emceeing the Bake Off, Megan? Okay, so the mayor, who used to be the town <laughs> DJ. Sure. And sure. these are the details that I really like about this movie. <laughs> the dairy intolerance, the lobster bar, and the and the mayor, the DJ turned mayor. Like that's <laughs> you can tell someone with that has like some sort of a comedy background did this because those are real 360 characters. Yes. Well, she's also a woman too. Like she's also yeah. uh she looks she She's red hair, curly red hair, and is like really fun and upbeat. And I was like, now I want to listen to whatever radio station you were DJing for. Oh, I imagine she was doing like a wedding DJing. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. That makes more sense. But in a small town in Maine, maybe both. (laughs) Okay. So the competition is stiff. There is a black family that dominates the competition and they also talk trash. I'm sure your grandmother told you all about us. No, she never mentioned you. Well... That's too bad. If she had, you'd know that you might as well just throw in your rolling pin right now because we own this valley. We actually only own about 200 acres of it. Like they come in like, like very (laughs) regimented and they're like, you're going down. They're like dressed too, like in chefs, like baking. What do you call them? Like baking jackets. Aprons. But they're like the jackets. Pastry jackets. Thank you, pastry jackets. Nope. I don't think that's the term. Pastry jackets. (laughs) They're pastry jackets. (laughs) And they're very serious. And so six towns in competition, the McGuire family, as we told you, white grandparents and their redheaded grandchildren. I'm pointing out they're redheaded because it will come back later. Okay. And the first challenge is baking and decorating three dozen cookies, and one dozen of them have to use ginger spice in the recipe. Susie's team does well. Like, they're the first ones to have their stuff tasted, and and it's sort of, like, classic, and they're like, good job. And then they get over to the, like, dominant team, and they went over the top. They even made a lemon ginger snap Prince Harry cookie. Why? Did we need a Prince Harry cookie? Like, I was literally like, wait a minute, we're in Maine. Because I think they're doing <laughs> ginger. Ginger. Oh, is that what? Okay. So it's like a play- layers yeah, it's and like levels. A joke. Yeah. I will say this, you know, I thought elderly white people judging flavor, you know, that feels rigged to me. Any competition where you got two old white people judging the taste of something, I said, I don't know. Just make sure there's no salt in it and they'll be fine. Well, yeah, but that's like it. white people notoriously like the blandest thing. Which is why I'm like, how on earth? How on earth are they the judges? This isn't right. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm they should have Corn Boy judge it. <laughs> he seems to have a good palate. He does. He definitely does. So it turns out Susie and her team, they get third place. So they're moving on. But of course, that's not a win. And Susie is an A student. So she's feeling bad. And Billy's like, you know what? You need to relax. Get out of your comfort zone. They're at the lobster bar now. Okay. And he's mm-hmm. like, why don't we do? And, he, and he's like, I want you to do karaoke. And Susie mm-hmm. is... Doesn't she's afraid to do it, but she accepts the challenge and she sings, and it's not great. <laughs> Listen to this. Mm-hmm. Sing it, Susie. Yeah, that's pretty squeaky. Okay, I know I'm supposed to breathe through my discomforts, but 
This is this is intense. That's a good thing she's so pretty. And small. You just give her a chance. <laughs> I do love that this Asian family that runs a lobster bar also has karaoke. That felt very correct to me. <laughs> the, the Filipino restaurant where CJ runs his comedy show also has karaoke. Asians love karaoke, and that is a stereotype that is real and true. And uh, you can clip this and put it on the internet. I don't even give a damn. It's real. <laughs> Well, I think it's because karaoke, what's fun about karaoke, right, is like it brings people together and it's a way to keep people in a space, right? If you're at the restaurant, karaoke is going to have you lingering, getting a couple extra drinks. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how you make it a night. Because usually you just get a meal, you leave. You eat a little something, then you do some karaoke. You're shutting that place down at midnight. Yeah, and then you need to drink more exactly. so you can like have liquid courage, Come on as now. they call it. Do you have a karaoke song? Valerie by Amy Winehouse. <gasps> Wow. I ended up seeing some of myself in Susie. I don't like love to karaoke because I'm not that good at it. And I don't love doing things that I'm not good at. Oh, of course. <sighs> absolutely. No, singing in public makes me anxious. I've done it a so few times. So scary. Very stressful. Very yeah. stressful. Yeah. I don't Especially like when you're trying to read. It's like, I, even though I know every word to mm -hmm. like the song I'm choosing, I'm still like, wait, okay. Now, if I could turn. Wait, how did I forget? Okay. <laughs> and then Susie's white rigid boss calls and she's like, listen, I just just got off the phone with the client. They're spending Christmas in Fiji, and so she wants the plans by Christmas Eve. That's in three days. Well, you should be mostly done with it already. I know Marshall is. Of course I can have it done in three days. I'll have the new designs to you by 9 a.m. on Christmas Eve. Let's hope it's good enough. Bye. Y'all, this is where I get very mad. These are legal holidays. By law, you have to leave people alone. And an architect is not an essential worker. Also, I don't care if you in Bali, you can read an email. So I just need holiday movies to stop with this trope. The trope of you have to work over the holiday. Like, even the one I love with Keisha Knight Pulliam, okay, and Patti LaBelle, it was like, you got to start a new job in Canada on December 23rd. Nobody starts no. a job on December 23rd. No. Nobody. Get out of here. Even if you're a Jehovah's Witness, you go, <laughs> I know the rest of the world is celebrating Christmas. You know, like you at least go, mm, all right, I'll I'll give them a pass. Exactly. So now it's day two of the competition. Stavros can't make it. And now I felt this was very like the actor couldn't be there. Because it's like, it doesn't, they're like, Stavros had a family emergency. And it's like, okay. I guess it's like Susie needs to do more. Yeah, because basically Stavros, remember, is the classically trained pastry chef. And quite honestly, without him, yeah. they're screwed. Without him, they don't have a lot going for them. Yeah. So the the really good team, they make a basic Santa. Yeah, they have to make a gingerbread sculpture into a Christmas character. Yeah, and it felt like something bread. I don't yeah, know. it was like taking the bread and making it as opposed to giving us a cookie or just like the ginger spice. It's like, make it a giant bread loaf yes. in the shape of someone. It was weird. So Susie's team makes a pickled ginger snowman. It's good. But then they were like, and then we made two other kinds and they messed up and Susie put salt in one instead of sugar. Mm -hmm. So they went above and beyond and the third one bit him in the ass and this happens on Top Chef a lot. Mm, okay. Because okay. I thought I was like, why are you doing extra? Just do the assignment. I Because that's Susie Man. and it ends up biting her and her team, because of this, does not make the finals. Yeah. I thought they were going to sweep in. They do not make the finals and Susie is very hard on herself. I know. I know. I thought they were going to make it too. I was really surprised. I was like, wait a minute. We just got here. We just got here. You're supposed to tell me about how this is such a magical group of people and the power of Christmas is going to shine through mm -hmm. but nope it was like nope, nope. this is this is real <laughs> you're out out so Susie feels like she let everyone down and then she's just feeling crappy and that night Billy calls her and is like 
come to the community center right now, you know? And so she's like, oh God, what's happened? And she gets there and Billy has decorated and recreated the dance that they did not get to go to in high school. Y'all. I love this. Y'all. I am warned up. See, now you back. Now you back on Billy. Of course. Of course. I'm all the way horned up. And then we get our emotional reveal as only two people who knew each other as children and are now reconnecting in a holiday movie can provide. Listen to this. I know how disappointed you were about the bake off. I wanted to do something to cheer you up. This is the Christmas dance we never got to go to. When I asked you out Christmas dance in New Year, I was hoping that it would lead to something more. But you kept making such a big deal about how we're just friends. I didn't think I had a chance with you. Me? You were Mr. Popular. I didn't think I had a chance for you. You mean you liked me? <laughs> of course I did. Do you really think I risked my perfect GPA for someone I wasn't totally crushing on? If I had known that, I never would have gotten back with Sandra. And I never would have let you go to the dance with her. I wasn't brave enough to ask her out back then, but I am now. Susie Young, will you go to the Christmas dance with me? And then they danced to At Last. Which is such a romantic song. It's a it's a really classic first yeah. wedding dance. Do you know yeah. what your first dance is going to be yet? You know, we're actually not doing a first dance. I love that. I really just kind of, I don't like, I always hate that part of the, as a wedding attendee, where I'm just like watching two grown people sway. Yeah. I'm like, why am I doing this? I and know. we're not Even like dance people. Lesson. Like, yeah, it's no. like, it's like, why are you watching all this? I think we're really going to have our personality in the ceremony, of course. You know, the vows, mm-hmm. whatever. It's right. like, don't watch the writing. Yeah, it's like, oh. okay. Anyway. Okay, I love that. You don't want, <laughs> you don't want me to learn choreography and do a flash mob with you. Okay, my mom was like, are you doing a choreographed dance? And I was like, no. no. And she's like, why not? She was like, annoyed. I was like, when am I ever? Because I'm not a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. <laughs> exactly. I was like, when am I ever? I'm a professional grown woman. <laughs> Okay, I think Billy and Susie have nice chemistry. Well, look, you can't not have good chemistry with Billy, honey. He's a charmer. He's a charmer. He really is. And like, I almost like that. I think it's like Eddie Haskell. I know that's like such an old (laughs) reference. But when someone's kind of like a little prankster, that's like charming to me. It's cute. I know. I I married a prankster. I married the, uh, the boy from his high school who put a long piece of toilet paper on his shoe to walk across the stage to collect his No, he didn't. No, yes, he, he did. didn't. Yes, he did. Wow. CJ loves a bit. He went to an all-boys, like, Catholic school. So he's, like, in a tux with <laughs> toilet paper behind him. Oh, my like, God. Like, a 20-foot-long piece. And I go, yeah, <laughs> that's my man. <laughs> okay. So they're about to kiss, and then the alarm goes off because Billy kind of broken. He has a key, but he went into the community center he wasn't supposed to. So right. the police come, and then Susie's mom shows up, and she said she heard it on the scanner. Which like, I love this. Why does she have a police scanner? But then my favorite part is after that, she grabs Susie, and she tells her that she's grounded. Okay? Yep. And I was like, Susie is 28 years old. You cannot ground yep. her. <laughs> and she, like, drags her out of there, which is this. I heard it on the scanner dead Uh, okay so the next day Susie is like making some great headway Mm -hmm. on on the new deadline and Billy brings over some presents for the family and then he gets invited to lunch a lot of people invited to eat meals that they weren't expecting to eat in lifetime holiday movies also for lunch come for dinner it's also like again the a lot in a normal world in the normal world in the real world when you know you have a big holiday coming up when you're cooking, you're not doing other extra cooking. 
Meanwhile, Susie's mother, who runs a restaurant, yeah. said, I'm about to make a 10-course lunch for yes. eight people. I think this is a Chinese mom. This is a Chinese mom. It's yeah. too bad. I said, mom. Mm-hmm. I said, mom, you got to sit down. You have a lot on your plate. The holidays nope, are just days away. You need to save your energy. Nope, this is what she's doing. CJ's mom, day before, I mean, Christmas Eve, making homemade Crunchwrap Supremes. And it's like, okay, Helen. <laughs> she, uh, I got to make a Crunchwrap Supreme. And it's like, all right, I'll, I'll eat it. <laughs> okay, so Billy stays for lunch and they eat Mrs. Young's like food that she makes not for the restaurant. Her traditional Chinese, Chinese food. Yes. And she's like, these white people can't eat it. They wouldn't like it. Exactly. Like I, I, mean, I love that, though. And that's, a, you know, this was written by an Asian writer. And like that thing of the mom where she's like, because they're like, you should make this up at the restaurant. She's like, these white people don't want none of this. Okay. Yeah. It's like, whatever Chinese food they think they want is not Chinese food. And I said, okay, mama. Mama Young said, no, no, no. No. She's like, they want burgers and chicken wings, these small idiots. <laughs> and she's right. I know. But then Billy... And so, you know, again, Mama Yun is like kind of like, mm, I don't know about him the whole time until she offers Billy saying how much he loves his food. What we learn is that his mom is Chinese and she's passed away. So he hasn't been getting these flavors of the culture like he used to. OK, so he's excited. And then Susie's mom is like, why don't you try my stinky tofu? It's like what everyone calls stinky tofu. And everyone at the table's like, ooh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And Billy's like, I love it. Yummy. And she is like. Now she likes him. She's like, okay, you're cute. Like, yeah, mom. That's all it took. It's all it took is him saying he likes some stinky tofu. Uh, That's her Achilles heel. Okay. So they have a great lunch. Everyone loves him. He's doing the dishes and then is going to like make bread. I'm like, Billy also makes bread. What's going on? So Susie goes back to her computer. Her nephew unplugged it. He probably needed to charge his damn iPad. These yeah. kids and their iPads. And she's like, that's okay. And then when she goes to like plug it back in, her entire design is gone. The whole thing. The whole thing. No, 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 no. What happened? It didn't save all the changes I made. It's gone. Oh, God. Naomi, this stressed me out. I just felt like, how are you a type A student who doesn't press save every 12 seconds? Sometimes these computers glitch, though. Sometimes these computers glitch. Honey, if Susie don't got a backup hard drive, I don't know who Susie is. Okay? Wow. Wow. I, I was Susie, stressed. This you, girl, you should have had this together. Oh, see, I'm furious with the nephew. <laughs> I'm taking, I am taking the nephew's iPad, breaking it over my knee, and throwing it like a frisbee into the snow. Well, this is the thing about her. She's like never mad the whole time. She's like, okay, why don't you go plug it in over there? Like she's never angry. And this is what I mean. It's like, Susie, stop being so saccharine. It's like, just literally yeah. be like, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> Like, she should have yelled. And at what point she says, dude. Yeah, I guess you can't yell at the kid. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. In my mind, I can't. As a person watching the movie, I can go, what is wrong with you? Yeah. What is wrong with this generation that they need to have their nose in screens all the time? And and it's actually us. We're worse than them. Right. Right. And so she's freaking out. But And her mom, like, gives her a pep talk and is like, you know. And so Susie starts over, basically. She has to get everything done that she didn't. That was not saved. She works through the night. And she had told Billy she was going to meet him to help him hand out toys to needy kids. And so she, like, comes late. She almost misses it. I thought she did miss it, but maybe she doesn't. I did, too, but she's there on time. But she's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And so then they're like, but it's everything's fine. So basically, 
earlier in the film, Billy had this like robot thing he made. Yeah, toy he designed. Yes. And Susie was like, this is such a great idea. I'm going to send this to him. And he's like, you don't need to. It's like, I'm not finished working on it. I I, Like, just forget it. And Susie, being Susie, takes a picture of it and sends it to her friend who's a CEO and, and is trying to like do all this stuff behind Billy's back that he didn't want her to do. And then she reveals. Well, the whole thing too, and what's frustrating is because every time he's like, no, I don't want it. She's like, but don't you want to try? Is this all you want for your life? Like, she keeps acting like, you live at home. How are you okay with this? This is a fail. Exactly. He failed. Exactly. And it's and like, he doesn't like, think he failed. Exactly. So, again, so, so behind his back, you know, she sends the picture of the toy and tells the CEO about it. And now, after they seem to have had a nice day, she reveals this. I did hear back from my friends at Tofino Toys. Are you switching careers? No, but you are. I sent her pictures of Bot Buddies and told her your idea, and she loved it. She just sent me a message saying she wants to meet with you in L.A. Wait, what? You sent her pictures and told her about my idea without asking me? Well, yeah. I knew you were going to follow through with I told you the idea isn't ready. And it never will be if you keep putting it on the back burner. I'm just trying to help you. I don't need your help. This isn't high school. No, I'm not failing out just because I don't have some big-time career. So you're just gonna stay here and manage your dad's store? Is that all you want of a That's for me to decide. Not you. Okay, now you said, Megan, this is some classic male inferiority complex. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying, uh, that she undercuts it. Like, she doesn't need to go... She's giving a compliment and then an insult. And it's like, just give the compliment. But I think that my thing about him, though, is like... I get it from him. She's meddling and denigrating his life choices. And it's like, yeah. what if he likes being the hottest guy in Maine and running a toy store? He can probably afford a mansion with what's been left over from his eight years in Silicon Valley, which he tells us about all the time. He's thriving. He's literally hot and rich in a small town. Mm-hmm. What is it about that that is not enough for you, Susie? Well, and and I think that's what, I think Susie does want to be with him, but it's like, do I want to be with a guy who just runs a toy store? And it's like, yeah, Susie, if that's who, like, why does he need to? Right. So you've changed my mind. You changed. I think what I was reacting to is I felt like he got a little aggressive. Like, I felt like his tone was like, sorry, that's not on. And it's like, okay, Billy. But she's been doing it the entire movie. I know. That's why. Okay. In a way, because it was, okay. like, I was like, oh, you convinced me. She's meddling. She's been bothering him this whole time. You're blinded by his cuteness. Well, too. Sure. Look, yeah, I'm, but okay. I'm also going to say, I can't stand people who come in, like, especially like, especially because they haven't seen each other in a while. There's nothing I hate more than somebody just like coming up into your space, in your life, and then trying to tell you how to do stuff. It's like, okay, you don't know my situation and how I live. You just showed up today. You showed up today yeah. and you want to try to change the whole situation. Also, we don't know what happened in Silicon Valley. Maybe he got canceled. Oh, I was going to say, maybe he was assaulted. You don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> I you don't know what's going on over there. assaulted people. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you just think Billy is a cad. I think he's trying to get it in where he can fit it in. <laughs> <laughs> so after that fight, though, of course, Susie's feeling bad. She's feeling a little guilty. And it only gets worse when her assistant, Alyssa, remember Rum Raisin, white girl. Who I wanted more of. I know. And then she seemed fun, but that's it. She sends Susie a text. She texts her a video of Marshall popping champagne in the office. And she just writes under it, I'm so sorry. So it's so like- Marshall got the promotion. So Marshall got the promotion? And I live it. And I'm livid. I couldn't believe it. And so, of course, now Susie's like on her couch crying because it's all she lost the bake off. Billy won't talk to her. She didn't get her promotion. I mean, it's real. It's a triple. It's a triple banger of sadness. And 
her dad consoles her and is like, you know, you sh- I just want you to be happy. And, right. you know, she's looking at a picture of her and her grandma. You know, she's just having these moments where it's just like, what am I doing with my life? What do I want? Mm-hmm. And then her dad, he comes and hands, he comes back and hands her grandma's apron. Mm. Because, guys, there's a twist. Listen to this. Grandma's apron. Found in the closet a few weeks ago. I know she wants you to have it. I was going to give it to you at Christmas, but uh, looks like you're going to need it today. I just got a call from the Maguires. Sal showing cheated. They bribed McGuire's grandkids with toys and candy, so they vote for him. They are disqualified. And the kids are grounded for life, and you are back in the bake-off. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, Billy. We've got to get Billy. And they're back, baby. Now, I think this is why they made the grandchildren redheads. To signal they were nefarious. I told you I mentioned they were redheads. Because remember, What's they were cheating. What's that supposed to mean? Well, you know how they have that trope of give you a redhead. And also, you're Auburn, honey. We're talking the bright red of problem child is what they made these grandkids. They made, I think they made them redheaded on purpose. Because they're cheaters. I love a redhead. I do. But I felt like I was like, why are these kids so, do you know what I mean? Because I was like, I was like, yeah. why did they make them cheaters? You know what I mean? Because they were like, it was the yeah. grandkids. The grand- also, like, <laughs> who would... <laughs> The fact that you would bribe a child to win a baking competition. It's South Soham or whatever South it's called. South is evil. Evil it's incarnate. so funny. Okay. So Susie rushes to the toy store. She tells Billy the good news and she apologizes for trying to make him rich, which is basically <laughs> what she was doing. And she admits that she's like, I don't know what's best for you. I may not even know what's best for me. Thank God she admits it. Thank God she admits it. I said, okay, maybe there's a chance for you, Susie. Maybe you can be redeemed in my eyes. Okay, so they go to the competition. Stavros is back. (laughs) He's on the call sheet that day. (laughs) And she's like, is everything okay with your family? He's like, yes. Like, we don't even get a specific. It's so weird. So the, the team's back together. And the final challenge is to bake and decorate a gingerbread house that represents the meaning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. So they all say what Christmas means to them. Stavros says it means coming together with family. Billy says giving gifts. Caitlin says everyone's kinder. And Susie's like, I know what we should make. So we see a montage. They're making, they're making, they're making. And then before we even get the results and we see what they make, Susie's boss calls her and is like, and I will say this was a really funny moment because she's like, congratulations. And, her, and Susie's like, what do you mean? We haven't even gotten the results of the Bake Off. And her boss is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Which I thought was so funny. But basically what we find out is that she did get the promotion. That video of Marshall popping champagne was because he got engaged. Which another Christmas miracle. Someone loves that weirdo. Okay. Yep. So Susie did get the promotion. But then, of course, in a classic Christmas twist. Okay. Because what happens when you're in your small town and you're having a good time? Someone says, mm-hmm. get the hell out of there. The new job is now in Australia. <laughs> what? This client. Exactly. I'm out. Unhinged. This, it's a no for me. It's, it's unhinged. You can't be moving deadlines, moving continents, moving hemispheres. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's a, I'm out. Yeah, that's something you tell people up front. Okay? And it feels like, Katie, Katie, you would not. Like, this time I'm like, Katie, you're a bad boss. You don't know how to run a business. Yeah, you need to be, like, sort of gatekeeping all these changes. Yeah. And, like, they're, at some point in a week, they're going to go, the, the funding actually fell through. Like, they're too mm-hmm. all over the place. Exactly. No, thank you. So, okay. So, of course, she gets this news, which is good but bad. Again, classic Christmas conundrum. And we're back to the gingerbread competition. 
And the whole town has now come out to watch the final judging. And so again, remember, the idea was make a house that represents the meaning of Christmas, okay? So one team makes a winter wonderland. And the Black family, they seem to be bickering, okay? At first, you think, uh uh-oh, something went on, but they make a magical Christmas village. So you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, it's something. It looks fun. And then Susie and her team made a new community center. I love it. I said, that's how you get that money, girl. Get that 15K. Show them. Show them where that money's going. And so everyone kind of, you know, they just present, and now the judges are going to reconvene. And then I'm like, okay, wait, but do the judges taste it? Or they just look at the house and base it on the looks? I think it's just looks because, like, a gingerbread house does it even taste that good? I know, it's and like you don't want to take it apart. Exactly. It's like then the then the community center they built is just going to look like the condemned one got a big old <laughs> bite out of it. So, you know, she and Billy seem to be happy. They're like, we did this together, and guess what, you guys? Surprise, surprise! They win the competition! Yay! Okay, so Susie tells Billy that she's loved being back and spending time together, but she also loves her career. And she's like, listen, I want to like try and make this work. We can FaceTime. I'm going to be in Australia. And Billy's like, FaceTime's not going to work for me. And so he says he can't do long distance. She's really like sad for a beat. And then he's like, I'll come with you. <laughs> and I'm like, um, did she ask you to move to Australia? Like, I just felt like it was all like on one hand, I do love how quickly he was like, yes, I'll come because I do like when a man drops everything. But I also was like, Y'all haven't even kissed. Smooched. Y'all ain't. I was like, I don't know if you should be relocating across the world for this person. I really don't. I do like, I I feel like a, a lot of times in these movies, they have to give something up. And she's like, I'm getting my career and I'm, you know, getting this man to come to Australia with me. So exactly. it's, a, it's a win-win. But I am like, oh, I don't know if. And when CJ and I were long distance, he was like, can you wait for me for like a year? Uh, what do like, you mean? And then I'll move to L.A. Well, we were long distance for the first nine, ten months of our relationship. Uh-huh. He was in New York. I was in L.A. Oh. And then I was like, I can't keep doing long distance. And he goes, give me a year and I will be there. And I go, honey, I'm not going to be here for it. Wow. I'm a hot commodity. <laughs> That's true, girl. That's I'm going to get snatched up. And so I was like, I can't do that. And he quit his job and moved across the country for me. Dang, Megan. Yep. Yep. So. And, you know, there were some rocky moments. Uh <laughs> Okay, so everyone claps, they kiss. And this is a a Christmas trip that I can't stand. Public kissing that everyone's into. Not the act of kissing in public, but the fact that like you kiss and like the whole town watches and applauds. I think that's really weird. I'm like, stop watching everybody kiss and then clapping. You better be so lucky we're recording this on Zoom because if we were in person, I'd be laying a big old smooch on your face right now. (laughs) I'd go, (laughs) But there would be no one there to witness and clap. And that's okay. And that's what makes it okay. Uh, Andy, Andy and Mabel. They go, bop, bop, bop. Oh my God. Did boss. I tell you I got I got Mabel a Christmas sweater that she's wearing? <gasps> I'm gonna send you a picture. I'm gonna oh send you my a pic. gosh. She's looking good. Normally I decide I discover sweaters are okay because when I put her in like a coat or certain things, she just goes stiff. This Christmas sweater, mm. not at all. She and loves she's warm. It. She's warm and comfortable. <gasps> she goes, You found you found the garment for me. So now I'm buying 47 more. Okay. So after that public kiss that the whole town loves, we cut to a year later. Billy and Susie have come back into town. All right. They've been living in Australia, honey. Can you imagine that flight? Honey, you're doing Australia to L.A. 
LA to yeah. New York, then New York to Maine. Okay, you would never see me again. I'll tell you that right now. They're not engaged. They're not engaged. I thought they're she was going to be pregnant, maybe, but she wasn't. I thought they were going to be engaged. Something. No. She's been designing the new community center all the way from Australia. So she's designing yeah. the main community center, honey. That's an 18 hour time difference. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. They're at Susie's parents' house and she brings some cookies over to her grandma's picture, which is like a, a little altar in the house. And then the picture winks. And then Jingle Bell Rock plays and everyone dances. And that's the end of the motion picture. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. And she does have the red coat on. Well, you sure. Know, she knows what her, she can wear it. She knows what she can wear piece. it. I liked this. I thought it was really fun. And I do think that Susie learned some lessons. And I, yeah, I, I wish that they were engaged. And, and I know that, that that's like the Midwestern in me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, initially I was very upset with Billy when he started a, a group chant invoking a dead grandmother. But of then course. I was like, actually, he made the most sense out of everybody. And Susie, you need to calm down. I really almost didn't want her to get the promotion. I wanted her to actually learn that you didn't need the promotion. You could actually just like life. But it's okay. It's okay. But I am happy Marshall didn't get it. Well, sure. Well, sure. If that makes no, sense. No, no, no. We don't want Marshall getting a promotion whatsoever. Okay. So next week we are covering a movie that is part of a series that is one of the most beloved in the Lifetime Holiday catalog. And that is Merry Little Christmas. And this one is Merry Little Christmas Baby. <laughs> Megan's so excited. Every Christmas, the little family, that's their name, L-I-D-D-L-E, gets together. Something always seems to go wrong. And this year is no different. This holiday, Jackie Little and her husband, Tyler, are preparing for the arrival of their very first baby. With their family expanding in ways they could never have expected, the Littles are headed for a wild Christmas filled with merry mayhem and lots of love and laughter. Starring... And are you ready for this? The Kelly Rowland. Hello. Hello. Now, just like Sugar and Spice Holiday, you can watch this movie with your current Lifetime Movie Club subscription or go to Lifetime Movie Club slash podcast and get a seven-day free trial. Come on, guys. No reason not to get into it. Christmas may be yeah. over, but we're not over Christmas. No, we need the Merry Little Christmas Baby. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Merry Christmas. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where two amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime and they get into the nitty gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm, that's my jam. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. This episode is produced by Aisha Jordan and Elizabeth Scadden. With sound editing and mixing by The Podglomerate. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now if you've gotten to this point. You should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but... 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We'll put ourselves in the credits. 